So here's the real mystery. How do regular folks like you and me, who have families and real lives, who have careers and regular nine to fives, really fare in the personal finance game? Why are some hugely successful while others fail miserably time and time again? Those are the glaring questions, and this podcast will give you the answers. This is Empower You Financial with Eva Palacios. All right, and welcome to the first episode of Empower You Financial Podcast. I'm so happy to have you here. Um, my name is Charles McGill. I am your host. Um, and you know, before we get started into today's episode, I just want to you know give you guys a little backstory about um, the program, what we're about, what the podcast, and what we're about. Um, so once again, my name is Charles McGill. I'm a former principal turn, uh, funnel designer and digital marketer, and I'm here to help my friend out, uh, who's an amazing individual who, um, has really helped so many people, um, with their personal finance. And we are here to just, you know, elevate her voice and get her a platform to help people. Um, and so, you know, while this, um, um, uh, uh, podcast is about, um, finance, um, it's really for entertainment and for education, um, this is not financial advice. Um, the examples are going to be, you know, based on um, different situations and may not be applicable to you and, and the results may vary, but we feel like most of all, you're going to get some value out of this. Um, that's the most important thing. And so without further ado, let me go ahead and introduce you to our main attraction, our uh, guest of honor, not really guest of honor, this, this show is all about her and she's the reason for the show. Um, I want to go ahead and just uh, have you say hello real quick before I give a little bit of bio. Uh, Miss Eva Palacios, can you say hey, hi to everybody? What's up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I love so, it. I love it. <laughs> so Eva, uh, just a little bit before I have her tell her the story, I just want to tell you guys a little bit about her. She is a, a mom, a coach, a speaker, a mentor, um, a credit expert, and a network marketing boss. Uh, she has been in the financial industry for over 20 years. She was a top earner. Um, that led her to become an entrepreneur. Um, and, you know, she's in, uh, in personal finance and credit repair and also network marketing. She's uh, been seven years an entrepreneur. She's a multiple um, six-figure earner and has done just amazing things, um, been featured in magazines, and all this really cool stuff. So she is someone who lives life on her own terms. Um, so with that said, uh, Eva... Uh, I just want to have you just get a chance to tell people a little bit about you, you know, who you are, your journey, uh, what got you started in this? Because this show is all about, you know, the, you, the expert. And the cool thing about you is that you're so relatable. You're, you're, you're the everyday person, uh, but you've been able to just uh, take all the information that you have and package it in a way that not only has, um, has you, you know, have you in a great position, your family in a great position, but others. And so just tell us a little bit more about you. Like, who, who's Eva Palacios? How did you get started in all this? Oh, my gosh. Where do I begin? <laughs> you know, it's, it's crazy because, you know, we're always taught to go to school, get a good education. And, and, you know, after high school, that's what I did. I went to a community college. And my first semester, I was like, man, there is no way I can be in this classroom stuck learning stuff that I didn't care about. So I left. <laughs> I left. And, um, but at a very young age, even before that, you know, at 15, I started working at the mall with the work permits. Mm. And I just learned at a very young age that if I wanted to 
have my own things without asking for them. I needed to create income. So I started at a very young age. After high school, I, I still continued to work at the mall. And, um, and one day there was a gentleman that came in and just complimented me on my customer service skills. And he said, you know, my wife is leaving on maternity leave from her company. You know, here's the number to the HR department. Give them a call. I think you would be a perfect fit. And mm. I'm like, okay. So <laughs> I called, I got an interview and, um, got hired, got hired. And, and, and it was for a financial company. And I started in just answering phones mm. and then, you know, worked my way up, you know, 17 years later, got to know everything that there is to know about finance, credit, debt management, the credit laws, collection practices, like everything. Wow. And I started there at 17. Wow. So I started there before having my first credit card. I started there before I got into trouble with credit cards or getting, you know, past due notices from mm -hmm. cell phone companies and things like that. So I was just very fortunate that somebody thought highly of me and said, hey, go apply here. And without question, I just did it. And those were the best years of my life because I learned so much about the financial world that you can't even put a price tag on that. Yeah. So how did, so when you were, you know, just starting out 17 years old, was it like, was it easy for you when you, when you first got started in there? Cause I imagine like, you know, being so young, working for an actual like corporation or, you know, I don't know if that was that easy for you or how did, how was that? It, you know, I'm trying to remember. I think it was just, to me, it was no big deal because it was a job. Like it was just something that I had wake up, go to work, clock in, clock out, create a paycheck. Like in the beginning stages, I didn't envision myself being there for the next 17 years. You know, <laughs> you're just kind of like going with the flow yeah. and then you get promoted and then you go into this department and then you get trained for this stuff. Yeah. And, and I mean, it just kind of came to me. And yeah, like it, it just came to me. So I just took it. I took it and I just ran with it. And, and thank goodness that I did because man, they don't teach finances anywhere. Like yeah. high school. Like, I mean, I remember like way back when and maybe grammar school where they taught us how to write a check, <laughs> but did they teach us how to balance a checkbook? Did they teach us? You know, the difference between using a debit card and, and using your PIN versus a, a credit transaction and what that really means, mm. they don't teach you everything. So then you kind of have to wonder, well, shoot, where are people getting their information from? Yeah. Yeah. Well, tell, tell me a little bit more about like uh, some of that journey because I'm really interested in that. So you were, you started at 17 yeah, and you were there for 17 years. And so um, you're a mom and a wife. And so, you know, it's, it's you know, it sounds like, you know, you were working during, you know, some of those transitions in your life. How did all that go? Like, how did you manage all that? <laughs> Crazy too, you know. So I, I met my now husband when I was 18. No, when I was 17. Let me think. Okay. <laughs> I met him August of 97. Oh, and wow. I got the job December of 97. 
Nice. So yeah, so we've been ride or die since then. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, and um, and crazy, you know. I I'm I'm from the Bay Area. We lived in Daly City, and and even like way back when, right? So we got together at a very young age. I just knew. I knew he was the one, mm-hmm. and we've just you know been together ever since. But getting that new job, you know, the the good corporate job. Mm-hmm. You, you start to think differently now. You know, I had mm-hmm. to, you know, drive to Daly City BART and then take the BART train to downtown San Francisco mm-hmm. and go to work every day amongst all of these people with briefcases and looking <laughs> like they were important people. Mm-hmm. So I think that also played a lot into me just really like growing up like, hey, like this is what the real world is about. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so we've been through it all. And, and I have to say that once I got promoted with the company to become a credit counselor and a housing specialist and a bankruptcy prevention, you know, representative, all of these different titles, mm-hmm. um, I definitely learned a lot. And, and hearing all of the custom, you know, all the clients that we had, all of their stories and, and how much the only people who called us were people who needed help. Like (laughs) nobody called us just because they were having a good day. These were people who were in crisis. Yeah. And it's crazy because now outside looking in, I'm like, man, like I was never stressed. Like I was never like whatever their negative stories were, I never brought that home with me. It never felt, you know, very negative on my shoulders. You know, a lot of people let their jobs affect them. Mm -hmm. And that's definitely one thing that it just, it didn't really affect me, but I knew these are the things I never want to experience as I get older, as I have kids, as I get married. So I am going to do what it takes to make it right. To, to have a smooth and a good financial path as possible. And um, yeah. So tell me, tell me a little more about that because so, so it sounds like to me like your experience working in that job is what kind of opened your eyes to, you know, personal credit and how important it was. Yeah. So tell me about like, so you knowing that now, you having that information how did that play out with your family? How did that play out with your husband? Does he also have that? Did he have that background too? Did he also know or? No. You know? So yeah. So tell me a little <laughs> bit about. <laughs> did... So, so the cool part was I was 17. He was 19. When I met him, he already had his first car loan, mm. um, which then I got into a car loan. I didn't even get into a finance loan. I got into a lease loan and that was an experience in itself. Um, but I think, you know, the very fortunate part is I learned a lot at a very young age. So we knew what were the right things to do to not have mistakes along the way that would be very expensive. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, you know, if, if you talk to my husband, he'll, he'll say proudly like, yeah, she handles the finances. Yeah. Mm. You know, it's because of her that we have what we have. And I always tell him, no, it's not. It's because of both of us, Mm -hmm. both of us. Like, thank you, hubby, for letting me lead (laughs) and letting me work in my high D to, to, to allow us to have what we have. 
And it's because of that knowledge. It's because of that information. It's because of all of the stories that have just been fed into me through my job that I knew, okay, we need to do this in order to have this and to not hurt financially because we did it this way. That's great. So you were really fortunate to have a husband that was on board. Um, Super supportive. Yeah. Super supportive. Because I can imagine sometimes, you know, when you're trying to do the right thing, um, you know, depending on how folks are brought up, they might be resistant. You know, they might say, hey, man, we got 5000 in the bank, 3000 in the bank. It's time for us to go, you know, get something nice. <laughs> Let's um, go it. That's right. Um, so, yeah, so that's really cool. You know, um, so you... You you were able to to uh, so to to have this career, um, you know, have this understanding um, about finances and get married, have kids along the way, continue to have your job. Did the commute continue, or did you end up like moving at some point? Because you you say you start off in the Bay Area, but I know right now you're in Stockton. So when did all that happen? Right, right. So you know, during all of my learning and all of my years working there. And, and then, you know, every, every, every course or every certification that I took, it just opened my eyes a lot more. So when I became a certified housing specialist with my job, it really taught me about renting versus owning mm. and the powers behind equity and the powers behind real estate. And, and I was doing research. I'm like, I mean, even back home, in, in our daily city home, my mom owned the house and we, me and my husband, we lived in the in-law apartment downstairs and we paid rent. So as soon as he moved in, it, it was no question. It's like, okay, mom, we're going to pay you rent because we know that's just a part of being an adult. So mm-hmm. at a very young age, we were paying rent. We had our own car payments. Like we had all of that. Um, oh my gosh, I lost my train of thought. Yeah, the rent, car payment. <laughs> um, what was the question? Oh my gosh! <laughs> well, uh, well, I'll ask. I'll, I'll ask a different way. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I was going somewhere. I promise. I promise. We'll come. We'll come back to it. Um, so, so you were you were in the um, financial oh, industry. I got it. Oh, I got, it. got okay. it. Okay, cool. So, Good. Yeah. I learned about real estate, and I yes. knew how expensive it was to be in the Bay Area. And Mm. I am like, are you kidding me right now? Like, there is no way I'm going to make a mortgage payment for a shack. So (laughs) I started doing research. I'm like, okay, what is the closest, cheapest city to San Francisco that I can afford to buy a house at? And let me give give our listeners some context uh, for those that are not in the, you know, California area. So San Francisco... That area is kind of like, you know, equivalent to like New York in terms of like, you know, really expensive real estate and properties in very tiny spaces. Um, so that's, that's what you mean by pay a whole lot for a shack. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. So I was doing research. I'm like, okay, let's go to the East Bay. Let's see mm-hmm. what that would look like. I'm like, no, nah, it's still too expensive. You know, let's go, you know, a little bit further out. Okay. An, an hour, you know, East. Yeah. What does that look like? No, I had to literally go an hour and a half across the Altamont 
you know, we're talking what, like 90 miles away from San Francisco mm-hmm. to Stockton. Yeah. And, um, and I remember so many people were like, what are you going to do moving out there? There's nothing out there. There's nothing but cows and farmland. <laughs> and I just had to really tune out the noise because I wanted to be a homeowner that bad and I wanted to make the right financial move. And we always hear that saying, you know, don't be house poor. Don't, don't have all of your income go to your house because if something happens to that income, there goes your house. Hmm. So I did my research and, and, and back then, I mean, even Tracy, you know, California was still, you know, 450000 for a four bedroom, two bath. So at the time, this is back in the day, this was back in 2004, mm. 2004. So we, I was like 23 when we bought our first, first house. Mm. So we bought our first house, $223,000 for a five bedroom, two and a half bath, 2,700 square feet. Wow. That was a $1,500 mortgage payment. Mm. So I'm like, sign me up. But before I said that, (laughs) at my job, I knew there was a handful of people that were telecommuting working Mm -hmm. from home, Mm -hmm. doing what we did. And, and honestly, like we were in the heart of downtown San Francisco, everybody that called us, it was all over the phone, very little face-to-face interaction. Mm -hmm. So, and we were such a tight, tight company that I literally went to the CEO and I was like, Hey, Joanne, you know what? I'm thinking about buying a house. It's not going to be in the Bay area. It's going to be far enough away to where I am not going to commute. So is there an opportunity for me to work from home? Mm -hmm. And she straight up said, if you don't work from home, does this mean I'm going to lose you as an employee? I said, probably. They're like, okay, let's set it up. Mm. And I was like, what? (laughs) So sure enough, um, Started working from home. So bought the house in 2004. Couple months later, set up a whole new, and, and the criteria was you had to have a designated room. You can't mm-hmm. be in the living room. You can't be in, in the family room. It has to be yeah. a home office. No problem. Five bedrooms. You only had one kid. We're good. <laughs> so um, worked from home. And, and, and honestly, back then, I'm like, why aren't more people working from home? Because there's no, there is no interruption. There is no lollygagging between coworkers and getting distracted. <laughs> like I was never sick. I 100% attendance rate was there. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. You may, you may be special on that. Cause uh, I work from <laughs> home right now. My three and four year old, man, they make it hard. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to have a good home support system. Okay, to yeah. little ones. Maybe that's, that's another episode. You got to tell us how you, how you did that. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, that's a, a whole episode in itself. <laughs> All right. So you were there for, um, for, you know, a number of years and, um, you know, from what I understand, became a, a top earner, even though you worked from home, you were someone that was, you know, very t- the top in the company um, in terms of earning. And uh, so, so what happened? 
Oh man. It was crazy because, you know, you, you hear these horror stories, right? I mean, all the clients coming in, I just remember very similar stories over and over and over again, where people would call in, they'd lose their job. You know, they were, you know, older, you know, 50s, 60s, 70s, they lose their job and they can't get another job, even though you can't have age discrimination. We know it happens anyways. And I just knew, okay, well, you know what? I'm in the financial industry. Like, I think I have job security. Like, who's going to get rid of me? Like, mm-hmm. I am awesome, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, and it was crazy because out of left field, nobody knew, or maybe some people knew, we didn't know, but out of left field, our company ended up going through a merger. Mm-hmm. Company goes through a merger, new CEO comes on board. That in itself was a whole transition. And within a few months, they basically changed the policies for telecommuting to no more telecommuting. And if you want to keep your job, you got to work in the San Francisco office. 63 employees lost their job that day because majority of them weren't even within driving distance. They were out of California. They were Southern California. We had people in New York, in Florida, in North Mm -hmm. Carolina. We had people everywhere. And we're talking vets. We are talking people with 15 plus years who lost their job. And I get it. I get it. You know, you take over a company, you got to downsize, But that right there was really a dagger in the heart because, man, I poured my life Mm -hmm. into this company, no severance, no unemployment. Like we gave up our jobs because we we did not want to do the commute or we couldn't physically do the commute. Now, I did the commute for three months and I'm like, this is for the birds. (laughs) I don't know how people do it, but. I was so angry and upset at the time because I'm like, no severance, no nothing. Like, you know, I don't need thousands of dollars, but man, like something, mm-hmm. nothing. Wow. And that was so, it was so dramatic. Like I was completely stressed out, but now looking at it, I'm like, maybe it was a blessing in disguise. Maybe it was God's time to say, you know what, Eva, you have shined so much for this company mm-hmm. that you've, in essence, helped build because you're working for the CEO. The CEO is making money off of all of y'all. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's time to shine in a different way. Now, a year before that happened, somebody, again, thought very highly of me and was like, have you ever thought about running your own business? And I'm like, what? And they introduced me to network marketing. I got involved in network marketing. You know, it it was, it was something that, you know, I built, I created an extra stream of income. I, I literally between my 40 hour work week, between now raising three boys Taekwondo five days a week, mom duties, wife duties. Mm. I'm like, how can I fit this extra business in? I literally sacrificed my one hour lunch breaks to build that business part time. So when the merger happened, I was upset and I was scared. But at the same time, thank God, I have a very supportive husband. (laughs) He was like, well, why don't you just focus on this business and see where it goes. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, are you sure? Like, 
man, we're talking, I lost health benefits, retirement, like all of that. Granted, hubby was working for a county job, so he was still holding us afloat. Mm -hmm. But man, it was scary. It was so scary. But thank goodness I had that as a, as a backup plan. Yeah. They don't teach us about backup plans. They don't teach us about business. They don't teach us about entrepreneurship. So I'm just glad that, I don't know, stars are magically aligned and people come into your, your life at certain points in time and it's up to you to listen or to ignore. And I'm just so glad that I listened. Hey, quick break here. Sorry to interrupt the podcast. We'll get you right back to it. We just want to spend a few seconds to talk about the Empower You Financial Group on Facebook. This is Eva's private Facebook group where she gives free tips, tricks, and strategies to improve your financial situation. Join the over 1,000 plus member community and see the success stories of people just like you who want to live life on their own terms. Come laugh with us, tell your story, and share your victories. Just search Empower You Financial in Facebook and join our free private group. Oh, and be sure to invite a friend. You started on that journey. It sounds like well, a new journey um, yeah. right after the merger and became an entrepreneur. And so with that being the, the new focus, tell me how that went. You know, you're, I think you've been, you said seven plus years now. Yes. Um, so how did, how, did, how did it go when you first started out and Oh man, it was tough. <laughs> it was so hard. I mean, it was hard for me. Everybody all, you know, they everybody has their own journey. For me, it was hard at first because now 100% was on my shoulders. If I didn't build this business, it was because I failed at building this business. Mm -hmm. And me, I'm very competitive. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I'm like, ain't nobody going to see me fail. <laughs> but when you have your own business, it's all or nothing. It's you are your own boss. You got to set your schedule. You got to wake up every day because ain't nobody telling you, mm -hmm. do this, do that. Here's how you create a paycheck. Like you better lock arms with the right mentors, the right leaders, get the right information and do what successful people do mm -hmm. so that you can have what they have. Yeah. And I learned that very quickly when I lost my job mm -hmm. <laughs> because I'm like, there is no income on my part. And let me rewind a little bit. When we decided to buy the house, I always had it in my brain. If anything were to happen to one of our incomes, we would be okay. We would not be overextended. So no matter what we did in life, if the bills were not covered by one person, we would not add any more expenses to Ooh, it. Hold on, hold on. That's a hold on. That's a bar right there. So yes, you were talking about. So that reminds me of that term you used earlier: house poor. Correct. Right. So from what I understand, from what you're saying is. Don't buy a house that will make you poor exactly. in that if, if, if things go awry, you won't be able to afford the house. So you set it up so that um, even if you, one of the incomes was gone, you guys would still be able to cover all of your bills. Absolutely. That's Absolutely. Amazing. Which is why we were able to save $82,000 as a down payment on our first house, 20%. 
Wow. Because I didn't want to spend extra money on PMI. I didn't want to have two mortgages. I knew that the economy said 20% down payment is what you needed to have. Mm -hmm. So for a year, we sacrificed our lives. Me and my husband, we sacrificed. We didn't go out. We didn't party. We didn't eat out. And we this was were, in your 20s, right? This was in our 20s. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So yeah, we lost some friends along the way because they thought we were too good because we couldn't <laughs> hang out with them anymore. And I'm like, well, we're trying to buy a house. So got a plan. We got a plan. And, and that, again, something else that I learned working there. Hmm. You know, anybody can buy a house. The question is, is how much are you going to pay for that house? Hmm. And I knew based on my own mathematical formula, mortgage payment, insurance, car payment, gas, food, mm-hmm. all of that stuff, if that mortgage payment did not fit mm-hmm. within w- mine or my husband's one income, we weren't going to move. Wow. So yeah, fast forward time, when I did lose my job, it hurt emotionally, mm-hmm. but not financially because we were already prepared. We had already mm-hmm. been on our system with, if one of us loses a job, the other person can hold us afloat. Mm -hmm. But I also didn't want him holding us afloat. I Mm -hmm. wanted to contribute in some way. Mm -hmm. I wanted to be able to build an empire because who knows when his job is going to let us go. So, um, yeah, it's been crazy, but not a lot of people can do that. Not a lot of people are disciplined to do that, you know, in the world, in the society that we're in, you know, people, you know, they, they're worried about keeping up with the Joneses and driving the fancy cars and this is that, blah, 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 blah. Still to this day, we operate the same way. We don't buy extravagant things. We don't, you know, walk around with flashy items. We just manage money very well yeah. and do things that, is going to give us the ultimate gratification. Well, well, I'll say this, you know, um, and so, so to the audience, don't let Eva fool you guys. Like she, she has some nice stuff. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but she's done it in a very smart way, which would be, well, good. That'll be another episode, but you know, yes. for example, I know she's got a brand new Benz, uh, in her driveway right now. <laughs> that I did not pay for. <laughs> okay. That I did not pay all for. All right. All right. So hold on. Hold on. Don't, don't give the folks too much. Don't give the folks too much. That's too much. All right. So <laughs> that's another story. But um, okay. So, so you know, you start off as an entrepreneur and, you know, um, had some challenges early on because it was new for you. But eventually you got to a place where you were making uh, multiple six figures, right? Yes. Um so how did, so tell us a little bit about that. Like, you know, what did that take for you to, to get there? Man, it took a lot of rejection. It took a lot of people saying no. It took a lot of people saying, I'm crazy. That'll never work. There is no money in that. There is never no way you're going to be at the top. And, and all of that just fueled my fire. I'm like, okay, okay. Keep, keep, keep them coming. Keep them coming. <laughs> um, but I don't even remember those no's because now they have like, they literally just slide off of my shoulder. What, what really, really captures the moment of building this business and, 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 you know, being a part of network marketing are the people that you help along the way. Mm -hmm. Like granted, 
I make money, we make money, but what is the ultimate warm and fuzzy is being able to help the single mom create an extra stream of income that can buy her kids Christmas gifts that she wouldn't have otherwise had or help people earn an extra income to buy the car that they've always dreamed of. I mean, those success stories are, are amazing. And and that's what kept us going so much. Now, granted, you know, a a little, little kind of little hidden secret I was never the outgoing extrovert, let's meet people and talk to strangers type of person. I had to become that person because when you are in business, you got to spread the word. Like you got to let it be known. Here's what you do so people can come to you. And for me, crazy as it may sound, people are like, what? You're crazy. I was the shy one. My husband. Now, he's the one that can randomly talk to people in the grocery store. (laughs) I'm like, you've got skills. Anybody who can do that, talented. Mm -hmm. Me, I'm like, double Dutch. Do I say hi? Do I not say hi? Do I smile? Do I not smile? Double Dutch. (laughs) So he, crazy as it may sound, he contributed a lot and still contributes a lot to our business because he's the one that plants the seed. He's the one that gets the contact information. He's the one that in essence brings us the people mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm the business. I know the ins and outs. Let's show you, let's train you, let's help you do this. And I basically lead the team. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Was it hard? Absolutely. Was it worth it? Heck yeah. And, and in addition to the network marketing, I know you, you, also have an incredible um, impact and focus on um, personal finance and consumer credit. I know you do a lot of work around that, helping people. You have so many success stories. So tell me a little bit about how you also included that into your entrepreneurship. Yes. You know, it's crazy because, you know, my passion has always been to help people. And I'm the type of person where I'm like, I'm going to go hang out with people just to see how much information I can get, how many golden nuggets I can pick up, you know, how many tools I can put in my tool belt. So I'm always amongst some really smart people. And, um, and it's crazy because as I tell my story, they're like, you spent 20 plus years in the financial world. Like, why aren't you helping people with this? And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> And so, I don't know, just one day I'm like, you know what, let me create the Empower You Financial Group because, yes, there are so many people out here that don't have the right information, and if they had the right information, I honestly, truly feel they would be able to make the better financial decisions for themselves and their families. So I created that group and originally it just started with, you know, people that I knew, friends and family and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden it grew and, and people were, were adding, you know, their friends of friends were adding people. And, um, and long story short, I just kept hearing repeatedly, you have this information. Why not give it out? It's great information. Like it literally paved the way to everything that we have. Imagine if we can just share those golden nuggets with others 
and they can have whatever their goals and dreams or desires are. So mm. yeah, I created that group and you know, we have close to a thousand members and so many success stories, you know, people asking questions freely. And, you know, as soon as you get into that group, my announcement, you know, my announcement is a video that basically is titled the authentic me. Mm. And, and for me, I'm going to tell you how it is. I'm mm. not going to sugarcoat it. I'm not going to fluff it. If you need help, I'm going to tell you, here's what it's going to take to get you out of that hole. Mm. I'm not going to be like, oh, well, you know, go do this and wait six months or wait a year. No, here is what you need to do to get you to where you need to be. Mm-hmm. And I take pride in that because at the end of the day, I don't need billions of subscribers. I just want to help a handful of people who can then take this information and maybe share it with their children. Yeah. Now it becomes generational. Mm-hmm. Now it becomes, let's change the generations because honestly, my parents didn't talk to me about money. Mm-hmm. My dad, I know he saved money. Like he hoarded money. And I think that's where I get my gift from because I hoard money too. And he would always say, save, 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 save. But he never told me to invest. He never told me to build a business. He just said, save. So we saved. Mm -hmm. But then it's like, well, then what do you do with that? Right? Like what's it doing? Is it even earning any interest in there? No. You know? And then my mom, I remember my mom just, you know, I, I grew up single family, you know, home mom. And I just remember mom providing everything and anything for me, but I saw what it did for her. So when I started that job and I learned about credit and I learned about finances and I learned about debt consolidation, the first person I went to was my mom. Mm-hmm. I said, mom, let's look at all your bills. Mm-hmm. Like this is what I've learned. So you be my guinea pig. Let's look at all of your bills and let's see what the heck's going on. How much interest are you paying? How much are your monthly payments? She had all kinds of debt. Guess what? We consolidated her debt, wiped her debt in three years Mm. because of what I've learned. Mm. So she has been credit card debt-free, actually everything debt-free because I told her to buy a car cash and all of that. She has been debt-free since like 2000. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. And, and you, 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 you're helping people young and old. Um, and cause I know that, you know, I saw recently on your, and your Facebook group, um, there was a gentleman 26 years old, um, who now has, you know, over $160,000 in credit, uh, limit. Um, <laughs> he's working on his second investment property. I'm like, goodness gracious. Yeah. So yeah, you, you're definitely, you know, having that impact and helping a lot of people. Matter of fact, like I told you, uh, offline, you're going to be helping me and my wife yes. out <laughs> looking forward yes. to that. Um, cause just, just like you said, like there, there was, a, you know, a lot of things I, I wasn't taught, um, uh, growing up. Um, and a lot of us aren't taught, you know, like my no. dad, when I, when I first saw my experience with bills, my dad would have me go get the mail. He would say, go get the mail. I go get the mail. Uh, he'd have his hand out and I bring him the mail. He would, I'd, I'd start to walk away. He'd be like, hold on, stand there. And he would look at it. He'd go, okay, bills, 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 uh, letter, you know, this and that. And then he goes, okay. And he'd hand me all the bills and say, throw them in the trash. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh 
<laughs> that, was, that was my first, like, I didn't know what bills were. I just knew they belonged in the trash. You know, so, so in, my, in my early 20s, man, I struggled, man. Now I'm, I'm good. I understand. You know, I definitely pay my That goes in the trash. <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, to the point that people just, you know, sometimes they just don't know. You know, just not aware. Um, or not even realizing as, as an adult how a child remembers that. Exactly. Like you don't think, I mean, kids are sponges. I mean, shoot, they will pick things up. So yeah, I mean, you know, so, so think, think of it. That is your first memory of bills. Yeah. It it affected my value system. No, no doubt about it. Like it's definitely something that you have to, you know, get, you know, relearned, reworked, you know, and and it takes someone like you to come along and, who cares about the people uh, who wants to help people and see that there's a gap. Cause there's a lot of us yeah. just don't know you're, and you're right. You know, as a former principal, I could tell you, we don't teach it in, 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 in school and we should. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, just a little bit more uh, cause I'm so interested in your story and, and I know that you, you know, you were having, you've had all this amazing success uh, as an entrepreneur. Um, but, you know, I, I know there's also been some challenges along the way. Um, so, so tell me about this, you know, you, you, cause you've, you know, you making really good money, you know, and, and, and so are we done? Like everything's cool. Like, you know, <laughs> end of the story or what's, what's, what, what's going on? I always thought to myself, like, will there ever be a time where I'll be like, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> I don't think so because I'm like, what's next? <laughs> like, what else can we do? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there, there's, there's definitely hurdles. And, you know, one of my biggest hurdle actually last year was leaving my first network marketing company, mm. leaving my first network marketing company. And, um, and it was a really, really tough decision. And I don't really think maybe a handful on one hand, people really knew why I left. Mm. People would have assumptions. People, you know, would spread rumors and stuff like that. But it's, you have all of this great information about the network marketing industry. And what I loved about it, what I still love about it is the genuine people that are involved that truly want to see you rise to the top. Mm -hmm. And just some people, even though they're higher up than you, there's some people that want to keep you down. So with that company, I spent, we spent six years of our life there, made multiple six figures, did all kinds of awesome stuff, one trips, got on magazines, all of that cool stuff. But at the end, at the end of that journey, it, it got really ugly. There was a lot of jealousy. There was a lot of false accusations. There was just a lot of you know, ugly people. And I'm like, man, I don't care how much money is being made. My sanity, my happiness, my stress levels, you can't put a price tag on that. Mm -hmm. So we literally, and, and granted, we built that business strictly on social media. Facebook is a platform that I used. I built 95% of that business just by being on Facebook, Mm. reaching out, making friends, having conversations. Our biggest 
teams were strangers off the internet Mm -hmm. that we've gotten really close to and now consider family. And um, so when adversity hit, I literally was offline for months. People were reaching out to me. They're like, where did you go? What's going on? How come we don't see you? What the heck is happening? And I didn't want to tell them all of the negative stuff because me, my motto is negativity breeds negativity. And I didn't want to pass that on to somebody else. I didn't want my bad experience to then help them or, 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 you know, deter their judgment because of what they're doing. So I just stayed hush. I stayed hush, which, you know, it kind of sucks because if you don't talk to anybody, you can really, really, it it can be a very ugly place to be in. And man, I was depressed. I was depressed. I wasn't getting out of bed. Like I was like, man, God, what are you trying to show me? What is going on? Like what, like this was nuts. So. All I know is, is I laid low and I was very, very depressed and it was an ugly three months and I just had to snap out of it. I'm like, okay, you know what? We got to snap out and, and just get like, we can't let anybody control us like this. Like that is way too much control. Me, me being down for three months, that was crazy control. So I just had to snap out of it. I just, you know, how to pray and just ask for guidance, ask for guidance and, um, And then this gentleman who used to be in the same network marketing company, I saw him doing something different on Facebook. And I'm like, what the heck is what? What? Did he leave too? So I reached out. He talked to me about his company. And sure enough, I'm like, you know what? Let's resign. Let's resign from company number one and let's just shift. And, and, you know, me, I I didn't care. Like, like I said, my happiness and, and, our energy, our great fabulous energy, like that meant most to us. And, and when we resigned and left, people were just calling us crazy. Why would you give up all that residual income? Did they really resign or did they really get terminated? And I'm like, oh man. So then that was hard. Like I'm trying to build another business. Other people are tainting our names to prevent that from happening. I said, you know what? That's okay. Block out the noise. Block out the noise. We got laser focused and started a new company. In our first six months, man, we, we did some fabulous stuff. We, just, we won some trips. We earned a Mercedes Benz. <laughs> have a team of over 300 reps. Like, it's amazing. Wow. And, but it was tough. It was yeah. tough. And so, and also, um, I know that you still help out tons of people uh, with their personal finance as well. Yes. Um, yeah. So, how, why did you? How did that? How, how did that? Did that? Did that always continue when you're an entrepreneur? Or tell me more about that. Yeah. So the network marketing piece has always been number one for me mm-hmm. because, and maybe this was just my own mind, like not being aligned with the world. But for me, it network marketing, because I spent so much time in that space that I'm like, I can do this. Like I can do this and I can teach this and it can help bring people income. That was the goal. But during that whole journey, I still helped people with finances. It was just my number two. Mm. 
Now it's going like this. Now it's like now more people are reaching about finances. And for me, my goal was to help people create income because income can change lives. Mm -hmm. But now I'm thinking, well, okay, income can change lives. But if we're not changing habits, if we're not changing financial situations, if we're not educating and empowering people about their money, it don't matter how much income you got. Mm-hmm. it's going to go down the tubes anyways. That's right. So now that's why I created the empower you. And now because of the stars magically aligning and us being a part of, you know, be you and ET and all of these things, you know, I just, I always say my prayers and I always ask for guidance and I just God puts these amazing people in my path. So, you know, a few months ago when I met you, I'm like, what are you doing, Jesus? (laughs) Like, okay, I hear you. I hear you. Okay, I got to get it together. We're going to put this financial course together. We're going to empower more people. We're going to show them, don't matter how much money you make, you can still have a wealthy lifestyle. Mm. You just got to get the right information to make it happen. Yeah, yeah. Amen to that. And yes. And, and, and so, yeah, that's what, so that's where you are now, right? So that's, that's where you are now. You, you've, um, we've got this podcast now that uh, we've created um, your platform to really get the message out. Um, yes. We have the Facebook group, but we also have uh, a whole empower you financial course coming um, yep. that you're creating as well. Uh, so, so tell us a little bit more about that. Like what's your vision for that? Like, you know, what are, what are your goals around that? Man, goals. I have so many goals. My vision is huge. My vision keeps growing. And, you know, I just want to impact lives. I want to impact lives and it can, it's, it's for anyone, you know, it's, it's for, you know, all ages. I mean, and, and something that I'm very passionate about is, you know, helping the stay at home parent. When I, when we got those phone calls at the corporate job, it was always the moms. It was always the wives calling us, asking for help with the finances. Husbands were making the money. They had to manage. And if they weren't managing it well, hubbies would not be happy. And, and I just, I, I want to focus on that audience is whoever is handling the finances. Are they handling it well? Mm. Are they not just paying bills, but are you putting away in savings? Are you investing it? Are you still renting? Why? We need to make you a homeowner. Mm. Are you paying a 19% car loan? No, we need to put you in a 2.99% car loan. Are you paying 24% interest rates on credit cards? No, we need to show you how to make those credit card companies pay you instead of paying them interest. Credit, Credit card companies paying you? Yes. Yes, that is <laughs> utilizing the credit card game. Mm. Call it. Okay, that sounds like another episode. Too. That's another episode. Yes. <laughs> Write these down. <laughs> yeah, so that's amazing. Um, yeah, and I mean, and I can say, um, you know, just just from from knowing you and seeing all the people uh, that you've impacted, you definitely are doing a great work um, in helping people and changing changing lives, you know, changing trajectories, uh, breaking generational cycles, um, and really educating folks. So, uh, that's amazing. Um, and so I'm really excited for you. Um, really excited for this podcast. 
Um, and so, uh, you know, I'm going to go ahead and, and wrap up this first episode um, because you have shared so much and we have so much more for you guys so out more. there. So much, so much more. <laughs> There's so much more to talk about. Uh, so before, uh, before we, we uh, go though, I'm going to have uh, Eva give us the last word and I'll come back on and, and give some, uh, some instructions, some directions, some call to actions for you guys to stay involved with us. So Eva, what's, what's one last thing you want to say to the people uh, so they can come back and listen to the next episodes? You know, guys, just realize that money matters. Money matters. You don't need a whole lot of it, but whatever you do have coming in, you want to feel good about what you're doing with it, what bills you're paying, making sure you're not paying all of these fees, all of these interests. I want you to literally love when you get paid and love when you pay your bills because after you pay your bills, you're going to see how much you have left over that is growing into your savings account that in turn is going to allow you to do things like buy homes, buy cars, put your kids through college, you know, buy the life insurance, protect your assets. Guys, you are literally probably just one phone call away from having everything that you've ever dreamt of. You just got to get the, with the right people to get the right information to make that happen. All right. Well, thank you so much, Eva, for that last word. And thank you guys all for listening. We really appreciate you. Uh, We will see you guys in the next episode. Thank you for listening to another episode of Empower You Financial with Eva Palacios. One of the things that Eva enjoys most about being in personal finance is seeing people win. So if you are looking to improve your credit score because you are ready to make a major purchase, get better rates, or start living life on your own terms, visit Eva at evaempowers.com and schedule a consultation with her so you too can live life empowered.